we but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedalian, and this is Shining Stars, a program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world. Thanks, as always, for joining me here on Shining Stars. Now, if you're a resident of the Lansing area, you've probably heard of the Crystal Ray Community Center. For over 50 years, it has been a part of our community, providing basic needs services to the poor and vulnerable, emphasizing physical and behavioral health care, counseling, and basic needs such as food, clothing, and personal hygiene access. With me in the studio today is Joe Garcia. 30 years before becoming the chief executive officer of Crystal Ray, Joe volunteered for the organization as a career counselor. Between these two roles, he has had a fulfilling career spanning several professional sectors, including nonprofit, Fortune 100 management, public administration, and entrepreneurship. Joe ensures high quality safety net services are available to the poor and vulnerable here in our community. At the same time, he is educating local government and business leaders on effective methods of involvement and collaboration. Now, Joe's got himself two degrees, a Bachelor of Science degree in communication and Spanish from Western Michigan University. And then he followed that up with an MBA from Northwood University. That is quite the resume, Joe. Oh, thank you. And it is awesome to have you a part of our community as well. Got to say thanks for coming in to the show to talk about the Crystal Ray Community Center. Tell me a little bit about the organization, its mission, what it does here. I mean, I, I of course, brushed on it a little bit here, but you, you're going to explain it a lot better detail than I can. So, Well, great and happy to. Uh, Cristo Rey Community Center is a safety net organization. Mm -hmm. We're here to meet the needs of the poor and vulnerable. We've been doing that for a little over 55 years. Okay. So what does that mean? We're providing medical care. We work with folks who are in recovery through that recovery journey. So substance use disorder counseling mm -hmm. and the wraparound services around that. We have a partnership with the city of Lansing called Financial Empowerment. Mm -hmm. And that is where we're helping individuals get on the right sides of their budgets, be strategic with their dollars, and also to help them utilize other community resources. And then uh, last but certainly not least, uh, we operate in the space of uh, of direct assistance. So that's food, pantry food items, but also hot breakfast, hot, uh, hot lunches, as well as personal need items and a clothing closet. And so we do that uh, all under, under one roof. Okay. All right. This is connected to the church, right? Yes, um, we are. Um, we are part of the diocese of Lansing. Okay. We, we, however, are a self-sufficient organization. We're our own five hundred one c three, our own EIN number, and uh, we work to be a self-sufficient organization, which we are. Okay. How do people end up coming across you? Like, for instance, the thing I know about Criso Ray is the event that happens every year. But how do you try to get the word out about what you do to the people that need to know? 
Well, certainly, and it's 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 uh, funny that you mentioned the uh, the event that happens every year at Cristo Rey Catholic Church, okay. which d- has nothing to do with the Cristo Rey Community Center. And that's what I wanted to know. Well, there you go. And the the church is on the south end of town, and we are mm-hmm. on the north end. There we but, go. But how do people learn about uh, Cristo Rey? I would say through word of mouth. Okay. Um, because uh, again, who we are helping are, are people with uh, with lower means, and they might not have, let's say, the the access to the social communication that that exists out there to you know your Facebook or your digital advertising or whatnot um, to to see that. So a lot of it is word of mouth. So people getting help, sharing their good experiences with others, as well as we work with other nonprofits in the community so that they are aware of what we do so they can refer people over to us that we can help and vice versa. You know, I'm gonna jump right into an overused analogy that I use. In the nonprofit space, we are David's fighting Goliath-sized problems. Okay. In the nonprofit community, we cannot afford to work and think as individual organizations. We have to come together. Okay. Um, and that's, that's really important for us nonprofits to have the the effectiveness in the community that that needs to happen. Very cool. I'm glad we actually covered that because I I actually believe that I am not the only one. Because when I started diving into the website, I was like, okay, this is not the same thing that I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad we clarified that. Tell me a little bit about when I hear CEO, automatically I think of Fortune 500 company Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. What is the day in the life of a CEO for this type of an organization? Well, it uh, it's unique. in the nonprofit environment, we wear a lot of hats. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, if the hat doesn't fit, we put string around it so it'll stay on your head. <laughs> so so what do I do in a day? It can be a lot of different things. I can be involved in meetings with our state and lo- local government representatives, helping to have an effect on policy and change that it will benefit our community. Heck, I might be out there troubleshooting uh, an IT issue that I shouldn't be involved with. And everything about uh, anything and everything in between there, you know, maybe I've uh, helped address some plumbing issues in the past, you know, those kind of things. So nothing is off limits. And, you know, which is the beauty of working in a nonprofit, you do what's needed. And you do it with a smile on your face. And it sounds like you've been with the organization for quite a while now. Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. 10 okay. Years. So what was it that uh, originally, because it said 30 years ago in your biography that, mm-hmm. that you originally were a career counselor. So you left and came back. I did. I did. Okay. So I'll share a story. Please. Okay. So back in the early 90s, when I was in school, my uncle, who happened to work at Cristo Rey Community Center as the employment and training director, he asked slash told me to come and volunteer. Mm-hmm. And in my family, when your relatives tell you to do something, you Voluntold, do it with, yeah. Yeah, you do it with a smile on your face. So I happily did it. I happily came in and volunteered. And I will tell you what, uh, my role in that department, I, I helped people write resumes and we practice interview skills. I really loved it. And I'll tell you what I loved the most. I loved the sidebar conversations, conversations about opportunities. It's like what this new job would bring from an opportunity standpoint. Just, you know, loved that. It made me feel good. And it was motivating to make sure that their resumes looked good as well as their practicing their, you know, how to respond to an interview question was effective. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
my uncle Sam is that Sam is his name. He had um, he had a specific reason for me to do the type of volunteerism that I was doing, but I didn't know that at the time. And for that to make sense, I'm gonna I'm moving you along a timeline. So I, we were at the early '90s. Now I'm gonna take you to the late '50s, 1958, '59, um, and share a little bit about my dad, about my family. Okay. So. At that time, mom and dad and brothers and sisters, I wasn't born yet, they, they lived on the parish grounds of St. Cornelius, and that's a small little church in Leslie. Leslie's just south of here, it's a farming community. Dad drove bus, and he was a groundskeeper. People liked him, he worked hard. Around that time, opportunities presented themselves for the railroad, Grand Trunk Railroad, and dad went to inquire handed him a, a job application to fill out. Now, my mom and dad could barely read and write in Spanish, let alone in English. So okay. that was gonna be something that dad was going to need to get some help to accomplish that task, mm -hmm. something that, that he would never have relished. But understanding the importance of it, you know, he sought help. And he happened to go to the priest on uh, where he worked. And that parish priest gladly helped him fill out the job application. He also gave him a few pointers to say when uh, he dropped off his application. Mm -hmm. Now to shorten the story, dad got the job and it changed our lives. It absolutely changed the trajectory of our future. Very soon after we were in our own home, we all had, all the siblings had an opportunity for a wonderful education. And you know, like, like myself, here, here I am, I'm the son of, of parents who didn't pass more than the equivalents of third grade and I have an MBA. So it created a lot of opportunity for us. That Uncle Sam of mine, the reason that again, back to why I volunteered and for what, uh, in what capacity, is Sam wanted me to, to experience the other end of what was given to dad so many years earlier. Mm -hmm. And now, um, my father and some uncles eventually then, then turned around and helped Sam get more education in, in Mexico to ultimately when he came here to be able to hold a professional job. But back to it, there's that experience that Sam created. Why I share that story in this context is that it's also a really good example of Cristo Rey. We're here to help people wherever they're at. Mm. And it might be helping them for the day with some clothing items. It might be for a, a week, a month in needing uh, help with food and food access, or could help change someone's life forever like it did in our family. Very cool. And that's, that's who we are, that's what we're all about. I feel like Uncle Sam's a little sneaky. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was a little sneaky. Yeah, he uh -huh. was, he was. So it seems like he kind of gave you some sort of trajectory as to what you're doing now originally. Is that what you always anticipated doing when you were younger? You know, um, sort of, mm -hmm. sort of. And I want to, I, I, I'll answer that direct question then I want to go back to one. But uh, I'll tell you what, first generation American, son of migrant parents, you know, the opportunities that were presented to me, I was really grateful for them. And I had made a personal commitment to myself that after I got my degree, my bachelor's degrees, I was gonna work for a nonprofit. 
and I was gonna do that for five years. So I gave myself a five-year commitment. So after I graduated, I specifically sought out nonprofit jobs, and I ended up working for an organization that ran Head Start programs. Mm. Uh, and this one happened to work specifically with migrant Head Start programs. Great work, loved it. Was involved uh, in a lot of different aspects of, of, uh, of Head Start, a, a wonderful, necessary program organization was called Telemon who ran it and I was there for five years and a day and after that I went right into I, I got a job with Lucent Technologies more in line with the degrees that that I went to school for okay I do want to go back to the the other now we were what were we talking about oh with sn Sam and being sneaky and, <laughs> yes. and all those things he didn't share he didn't share that intention that he had at that time, back in the 90s. I gathered. He didn't share that for years after till actually a story that he shared with me when he was uh, just before he passed. Mm. He had lupus and that was really mm. getting the best of him. And and uh, visiting in the hospital, he that's when he shared that story with me. Very good. Mm -hmm. that's, he definitely was a little bit sneaky, wasn't he? There you he? go, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So you said you uh, you tend to even do some plumbing around Crystal Ray as well, uh, <laughs> along with meeting people, talking with people, and I would imagine there's got to be a lot of reward to what you do from time to time. Oh my gosh. What is the most rewarding part of this? Well, the most rewarding part of it is that you're helping people. Mm -hmm. You know, um, in a corporate environment, it's all about shareholder value and how much you're affecting you know, the profits or that bottom line. What we're doing in the nonprofit sector is we are, we are helping people and families. And, you know, whereas it couldn't be anything more rewarding than that. When you know that you had a small part in helping someone over a difficult period of time, it's incredibly rewarding. Mm. Yeah, I could see where that would be. Do you find when you're trying to measure success and say, hey, I'm making a difference, is it the numbers that count or is it those stories? It's the stories that count. It's it's all about people. It's, these, these are people and it's uh, contradictory to what they're probably teaching us in business school at the master's level there. You can't, uh, you can't fit everything in an ROI, you know, return on investment statement. We're not a manufacturer producing cogs. Right. We are helping people where they're at with whatever needs. And everyone is different. Everyone is unique. And everyone deserves the opportunity to work with someone that is willing to help. Because the thing is, is sometimes that interaction can only take a couple minutes. Other times it could take, uh, you know, much longer and, and multiple visits. So it's a, it's a hard measurable behind numbers. But even though we do collect numbers and we have pretty impressive numbers. It's part of just being a part of the world, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So how do you measure success in that capacity? Um, from the data gathered capacity, you know, we measure success in that uh, understanding that our little medical practice, we're helping 2,400 uh, individual people who are patients of our practice doing about 11,000 patient visits a year. Right. And we... Uh, we don't put any type of cap on the Medicaid and Medicare population, which most practices are forced to do that. That reimbursement level at the Medicaid, Medicare level, just to simplify things and to simplify this conversation, equate to about half of what traditional commercial insurance would cover in a benefit. Understood. Understood. Mm -hmm. You have a very positive demeanor about you. 
Um, Thank you. I enjoy talking with you. I struggle with positivity a lot of times, keeping myself positive. Do you find that's a natural trait for you? Do you feel like it's a learned thing? Well, I think I know that I have much to be grateful for, Mm -hmm. and that helps helps to be positive. I love the work that we're doing. I see the benefit of our work, so it, it, it helps to stay positive there as well. And... Honestly, um, and I'll include this with a lot of my nonprofit partners here, we're so busy that, you know what, um, let's hold on to, you know, a philosophy that I have. Well, I remember the positive and I forget the negative. So if you're always in the positive space, you'll, you'll be there. Awesome. But we I'm, all struggle. Awesome. I'm assuming that you can't ever run short of volunteers or, or people on the outside uh, being a part of what you do. So how would, how would somebody get involved? Well, um, we have our, our, our point of contact, uh, Simone Ponce, who could uh, help connect you into volunteer opportunities. But absolutely, nonprofits, ours, no exception here. We rely heavily on volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the components or some of the programs at the center, um, our, our clothing closet, for instance, that is totally operated by volunteers. Our personal needs pantry, totally operated by volunteers. I only have a couple paid kitchen staff, but the rest of the folks involved there are volunteers and they, they're, they're sprinkled throughout the center. We rely on them greatly and appreciate their commitment. I will say, and I've, I've heard this uh, firsthand as well, is that these volunteers get a lot out of what they're doing. You know, there's just as much joy in giving as there is in receiving. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It reminds folks that, you know, that we're, I mean, we're all human. We're all, we're all folks just trying to uh, make it happen for, for ourselves. And that sometimes we fall into challenging situations. They're also reminded that no one chooses to be poor. No. no one chooses to to not have the resources that they need. There's no parent out there that says, I want my child not to have these basic needs. Hmm. There are unfortunate things that happen. There are people trying to right in the ship. And um, people who end up volunteers start recognizing exactly that. Yeah, I, I would even uh, go ahead and extend on that and find that very often the the giving actually even is more rewarding for sure than the receiving. Absolutely. org is the website if you want to check it out. I will have that up on the podcast portion of this uh, episode as well. And uh, Joe, I want to say, I do have one more question for you before we go, but I do want to say thank you very much for everything you do as well as Cristo Rey here in the community. Oh, absolutely. All right, let's uh, go ahead and finish with the question that I ask of all of my Shining Star guests, and that is, if you had the ability to snap your fingers and put one thought into the collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time, what would that thought be? We're all called to do action. We all have a part to play in making this world a better place, so let's do it. Stop talking. Let's do it. My only thing is, is how do I recognize when that happens? You tell me. Well, I, I think that when we can openly call each other brothers and sisters. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Joe, do me a favor, snap those fingers and make it happen. There you go. Remember, we can all contribute something good to this world. No matter how big or how small, a simple smile or a friendly gesture is all it takes to expand positivity one inch further.
Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dedalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars On Demand along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org. 